Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. How many different toilets? Styles, do you think there are? I don't know. How many do you need? Hopefully, they all like you know function the same way. I just really want one that flushes. Yeah, but, but there's I'm, ones that like clean your bum for yeah, you and all or sorts clean of stuff. themselves. I like the idea of cleaning themselves. Ah, self-cleaning toilet, yeah. like a self-cleaning oven. Yeah, that, but they don't work. Yeah, well, see, I've, I was just going <laughs> to say I've had a self-cleaning oven before, and I ended up having to pull all the pyrolytic panels out of it. So I could clean it properly because it oh, didn't bloody work. That would do my head in. I too have had said oven and it didn't work. Mm. Never mind. Do you know, um, I tend to be in the habit of sharing weird stuff on our episodes. Oversharer. G'day listeners, you're listening to the Tradies in Business podcast. And this is Woz with his podcast voice on. <laughs> and, and Coxie, I. who doesn't have a podcast voice. Nope. You sound just like you on our episodes. Do I? I, I don't listen to them. I can't stand the sound of my voice. Well, I'm not a big fan either, but I have listened to a number of my episodes, uh, my episodes, episodes, just to make sure that I don't talk too much, which I still do. So clearly it's not working. I think you just like driving. Mm. Anyway, when I first heard about like self-cleaning toilets Mm -hmm. many years ago now, Mm -hmm. I had this weird vision of a little (laughs) arm that like came out of the bowl and wiped your bum. I don't think that'd be very comfortable. No, well, it freaked me out. I was yes. like, I'm not sitting on one of those things. <laughs> I'm still not really that fussed on the idea of how they actually work, but oh, I don't know if I'm different. okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're polarizing. You love them or you don't. <laughs> My parents just did a bathroom reno and they put one in. It's did like they? Made in Japan. Do they fancy like it? Thing. They love it. Is it one of those Toto ones? Yes. Yeah. They're I, super fancy. I haven't used it yet. I hold no. on when I go there. <laughs> If I need a number two, it's like, I'm not sitting on that thing. I know you get to press the button. It's not automatic. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> I don't trust it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want technology touching my nether regions. Fair enough. Do mum and dad like it though? They love it. They're happy with it? That's awesome. It's They'd a big investment. You'd want to be happy with it. I know. It's a lot of money they for, a, very for a throne. Mm. Well, it is a real throne, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, we are talking to someone. <laughs> That's relevant to our conversation. I don't know if he'd be happy about that intro, <laughs> but um, Gary doesn't get a say in it, actually. Sorry, Gary. Sorry, Gary. Uh, today, we talked to Gary Wade, the Executive General Manager of Semios Plumbing Supplies, which I got right this time around. You've nailed it. But um, true to form, I screwed up the intro mm-hmm. um, when we hit record today. So, uh, we're chatting to Gary now. He's been with Semios Plumbing Supplies since they started? Yes. Or just after just they started? After. 14 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, they are the largest privately owned plumbing supplies group in Australia. Nailed it. Uh, They also have an electrical division, which I did not know. Neither. And today's chat's really cool because Gary has been in the business for a lot of years. He's worked his way up through the company, uh, which he'll tell you all the, the backstory stuff. But he has seen so many trade businesses... And he's sort of in a privileged position where he's seen, you know, the good ones and the not so good ones. And so he's got some great insights into what makes a great trade business. And you should listen on right to the end when we offer Gary a job. <laughs> we didn't tell him what the salary was, <laughs> no, though. No, we haven't. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, we didn't have to do as much talking today. It was good. It didn't. It was great. It's great for you, the listener. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, good. I speak for myself. I'm sure you like <laughs> listening to Coxie. Anyway, yes. it's a great chat. Um, Gary from Samios. Uh, if you haven't heard of these guys, they're well worth checking out. Yeah, um, agree. Sounds like they've got a really good business, great culture, and and you could take a lot of lessons um, from them and, and their business and uh, apply them to yourself. Mm, enjoy. Welcome to the Traders in Business podcast, Mr. Gary Wade, uh, Executive General Manager of Samios Plumbing Group. How'd I go, mate? Samuels Plumbing Supplies. Supplies. Ah, oh, fail. I reckon. I reckon if I actually got an intro right, listeners would be really worried. <laughs> they would. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They'd turn it off. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh no, Was has done some research. We're, we've got to stop listening." <laughs> At least you got you Gary's well. name right. Yeah, yeah, and it's Gary with a double R. See, mm. it is two R's. Yeah, My dad's yeah. two R's. Oh really? Yep, I spell every Gary with two R's by default. Well, I'm Warwick with two R's, so so we're all brothers. <laughs> Why? Well, it was that bad for me. I I was that used to seeing one R that I just started typing my name with one R. Once <laughs> 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 so I get one R, sometimes so. you got to go with the flow. No, nah, I refuse yeah. to be a Warwick. I'm going to be a Warwick. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about spelling names, are we, Gary? We're not. What are we talking about, mate? Oh, some pretty serious stuff. <laughs> my background and my story, I guess, on how I got to where I am and, and the um, bit of history on Samios Plumbing Supplies. So uh, so you are the Executive General Manager of uh, Samios Plumbing Supplies. Um, you, you're officially off probation, mate. So, uh, you know, you, you're full-time role, permanent tenancy. You can't get the sack for anything you say today. Is that right? <laughs> Hopefully not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, how did how did you come to be uh, in the top job? What's what's the journey been for you? Well, uh, the journey has been a quite a long one. So it probably goes back 14 years when we first opened the doors. Um, so Samios uh, Toowoomba was where I started out. I'm pretty much born and bred in Toowoomba, born in Canberra, but moved up there when I was four and pretty much been in Toowoomba since I was four. Um Started with Samios, yeah, 14 years ago, back in September 2004. We were the second ever Samios store. The first store was um, at Tingalpa in Brisbane. Um, started there as a delivery driver. Did not know one thing about a plumbing fitting from another. Had absolutely wow. no idea. And I was shooting myself after the first week. <laughs> Pretty much walked into an empty warehouse and... Um, I'd signed up for the delivery driver job, which seemed pretty crazy. Um, it was a full-time job, which I which I hadn't had previous. Um, walked into this empty warehouse with about three and a half thousand, four thousand different products wow. that I had to try and get my head around. And what the hell is this? And what the hell is that? And I had absolutely no idea. It was very daunting. I, mm. I didn't think I'd last, but I was, um, yeah, took it on and, and really enjoyed it. Um, from there. Uh, Samios grew, grew a lot bigger and I sort of personally started to get the feel of the business and, and worked my way through it. Uh, went up, did a bit of uh, work in the warehouse from being a delivery driver. From that grew into um, sales and went onto the trade counter and just started dealing with plumbers day to day. Um, and from there, I guess, done a, a little bit of purchasing, a little bit of the admin side and then an opportunity come up to be a sales rep. Um, which I, I wasn't sure how I'd go. I was really keen to give it a go. I guess the the um, 
the thing with being a sales rep in our, I guess, in our business was you get a bit more responsibility with your customers and you, you can start to entertain them and do things like that, which I was really looking forward to mm. and start to grow your base as well. Um, so I did that for a couple of years. I actually left Samios for about six months. I uh, went work with one of my customers at the time. Um, that gave me a good insight on t- into how they did business and on the tools. While I was mainly doing was in the office, but it, it definitely gave me a good in- insight into how they operate um, and and seeing it from the other side of the counter. Yeah. Um, I didn't really enjoy that. I really wanted to get back to my customers and I built up a pretty good following um, with my customers and the guys I was dealing with and really enjoyed the branch. Like we, we had a really good culture in the branch. It was fun going to work every day. Hmm. Um, but it was just an opportunity. When I was young, I thought I'd give it a crack and didn't work out though. Um, I guess like in anything, if you if you do the right thing and leave um, the right way, you, your boss will usually have your back, which they did, which was good. Um and then, so from there, I went back into sales rep role, did that for another couple of years and then took on assistant manager. And then it have been three and a half years, I got the opportunity to manage a store. Mm-hmm. Um, my boss, who'd been with the company from day one, um, was he got a promotion and moved to Brisbane. Yep. And then I was asked if I wanted to manage on top. Um, so again, that was a bit scary for me. Um, mm. I'd gone from from being friends with uh, we had I think thirteen employees at the time to now being their boss, which mm-hmm. is a bit of a <laughs> place for me. So, but really lucky. I guess the the good thing about where we were is um, we had a lot of long term employees. Like I think of the even now to the fourteen years that they've been opened, I think we'd have five or six that have been there for over ten years, which is wow. credit, yeah, right. credit to the company. It really it speaks volumes for how we do business and, mm. and the company we're employed by. So, yeah, um, yeah so I managed the branch for, th- for three years. Um, and then this job opportunity came up um, six months ago, which I applied for and was successful. So I've gone from managing, I think I left with 16 staff in Toowoomba and inherited about 350 across Australia. Um, in that time, we've grown from two branches to now 31. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite a big deal and, and something I've had to try and get my head around. Mm. Um, I'm not from a corporate background. I'm not from a, um, I'm not, haven't done university or anything like that. So it's talking to the guys I deal with now, like a lot of our suppliers, a lot of our executive team here at the group, it's, um, been a massive challenge and a lot of learning for me. So I um, I guess that's that's my story work-wise anyway. Bit of a baptism of fire, mate. Mm. Definitely, definitely. So from, yeah, 14 years ago, starting as a delivery driver to now running the companies, um, a few big steps in there. So, Is there anything you haven't done in the company? Well, probably the only thing I haven't done really operationally is probably admin. I've yes. touched on it a, a bit, mm. um, but not. I would still struggle a bit day-to-day on the admin side, but... Most of the time, we got really good admin people that, that look after that <laughs> stuff. And I was really lucky in Toowoomba. I was pretty blessed with a really good admin lady who'd been there forever. Right. Yeah. She, she was my go-to. She was. She sorted everything out. So. Like the Oracle, mate. They know everything, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I've touched on pretty much every part of the business um, in that fourteen years. So it's. Um, I would yeah, think that's of, actually quite rare for a GM to have mm. touched on every single part of a business. That's mm. that's a real feather in your cap. 
yeah, I guess that's probably why they, they wanted me to mm. um, take this job and that's why they've put their faith in me to, to, to try and lead it into the future. Is I do know the background. I haven't come in from a, a mm. corporate point of view. I haven't, I've never worked at Trade Link our big, uh, and Reese, our two biggest competitors. Mm. Um, I only know this system. I don't understand any other system and um, I know what works and hopefully we can get that message across to all the guys and we just continue to grow. So what did you want to be when you grew up, Gary? You know, when you were a young bloke, what was your dream job? Well, I wanted to be in the police force, actually. Yeah, right. And I, I did, actually. I left school um, and I just had a casual job at the fruit shop and um, I started studying a diploma of justice mm-hmm. and I got about six months into that and I was just, I just wanted to make more money. I was just, I just enjoyed <laughs> playing footy on the weekends and going to the pub after footy and um, that was my life for the first couple of years after yeah. school. Yep. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd put that on hold, uh, that diploma of justice and um and concentrate on working full time, and of course, once that happened, I was never going back to it. I'm mm. not not that way inclined. I don't like sitting in the classroom all the time, listening and learning and stuff like that. So it was um it was a uh, full time work was going to be my gig, um, and I thought maybe maybe later on, if I wanted to get back into something, I could. But um, yeah, mm. here I am. So could you have ever imagined that you'd end up where you are today? Mm. No way. No. no. Not probably not even six months ago. I was pretty much doubted that I could do the job. Sure. Um, and it wasn't till it was probably the backing from the owners and and people around me and and all or probably a lot of my peers, like the branch managers that I had, that, mm. that said, you know what, if you give it a go, we'll back you and we'll um we'll back you in and we want you to have a crack at it. So I mm. love the sound of the culture that you have within the company. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's that's probably the best thing about our business: the the autonomy and the branch managers have a lot of say in what they do at each branch. Mm. So we're not really corporatized where we're going to tell you exactly you've got to have this, this set, set of products or you can only deal with this range of customers. Mm. It's, um, it's really up to the branch manager and the branch if they, if they want to only look after builders and, and, and small plumbers, that's all they have to look after. But if the opportunity comes to, um, to get more customers, it's really up to them. So mm. it's um, yeah, really good culture and, and that's, that's instilled right from the top from our owner. Um, as I guess a bit of a background on the wider group. Um, mm. we're, we're part of the BGW group, which is um, owned by, so privately owned, family owned by one family. Um, we've got branches that um, in electrical. Mm-hmm. So through CNW, we think we've got about 60 branches Australia-wide and Sheriff Electrical, which is another 13 branches. Um, and then with Semios 31, I think we we're just over 110 branches Australia-wide. Wow. Um, there's also other businesses which is involved in um, internationally uh, with offices in Manila and Singapore. Um, there's joint ventures they do in the UK and the US. So it's, it's a really, really big business. Um, mm. and it, it all comes back to that culture and, mm. and the way Brian wants it run. Um, it really comes down to everyone and, yeah, you can see you can see when you walk into a branch, it's um it's a pretty good place to work. So, because it's it's a, a challenge and a fear for a lot of tradies who are growing, especially, is yeah. how to keep a good culture. You know, a lot of them are family businesses, their husband and wife team, and they've grown from that. Or you know, maybe a son's taken over the dad's business, or a daughter taken over the the dad's or the parents' business, and um 
and I, I see a lot of tradies who are afraid of losing touch with that culture. How, like, you guys have got hundreds of staff and, you know, branches all over the country and all over the world. How on earth do you keep that <laughs> that culture, Gary? Um, I think you've just got to be hands-on. Like, you've just got to be, you can't be seen as, oh, he's the boss, I can't talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the phone's always on. If, if anyone from, from a casual delivery driver to the, to the um, branch manager of a business could, could ring the owner. Um, and that's just how it, it's portrayed down to us and then how we put that through the rest of the business. So there's no one that's not um, t- untouchable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just keeping that autonomy with them and, and keeping it open and, and asking for feedback and, and just trying to keep, keep the message really positive um, right through from, from right at the top to, to right down the bottom and just encourage good service and, and looking after the customer because that's what we're all about. So. So that that sort of open door, open phone policy um, is is very powerful. How do you stop that from perhaps being overused by by the team? Where you know you find yourself getting dragged into what colour toilet paper should we order for the you know Nutter Wadding store or something? Yeah. Like, how do you manage that, mate? Oh, probably having a, a good structure as well, like. We've got um, – so each branch is run by a branch manager. So I guess any first point of call would normally go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then above them, we've got general managers. So they'll look after a region. Um, so whether that's just Queensland or in, in Samios, we've got one guy for Queensland. We've got a guy that does Big Taz in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And we've got a guy that does WA, Northern Territory, South Australia. Um, so I guess – the higher up they want to go probably depends on, on how, how quickly it needs to get escalated. Yep. But um, in saying that, the phone's always on, so there's never a time you wouldn't take a phone call from someone. Um, but, yeah, it's whether, whether they need to, to always go right through the channels is up to them. So mm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, having... Just that communication and, and, and asking for their feedback and getting their involvement. Um, that's the biggest things we, we go with, so... Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously grown uh, well fairly quickly. I mean, it's it's a it's a big privately owned business, um, yep. and fourteen years is not that long. Because how long Samios has been running? Is it fourteen years? Yeah, fourteen years. Yeah, yeah. Samios. Yep. So, this year, so. so it's not that long to have achieved that level of of growth. What's been some of the secrets to that? Do you think, Gary? Oh, I think the high level of service we provide. Um, and that flexibility with the with the branch. So if if there's a customer that, that's doing a job and we're 200, the, the job's a couple of hundred kilometres from us, um, but they want us to supply, we'll, we'll work with them to do it. Um, I guess it's our ability to, to, to not knock them back if they want to change something or they want us to hold a different range of stock for them. We don't have to, it doesn't have to go through six, seven levels of middle management and get to an executive level and then they go, no, we're not stocking that because that's mm. not what we do. Mm. Um, it's, it's just that flexibility that, that we have as a business that all, all, all we want to do is, is keep the customer keep the customer happy, make sure that their business is, is successful and if, if they're successful, we'll just keep being successful, successful and uh, get along for the ride with them. So, I think that's the biggest advantage of being a privately owned company. You're taking around, yeah. away some of those levels that are perhaps a little unnecessary and totally yeah. unimportant to the business owner who needs the product at the end of the day. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just try and make it as, as easy as possible. 
Um, so yeah, that's how we roll pretty much. So Gary, you're, you and the team are in what I would consider to be a somewhat privileged position in that you see a lot of different trade businesses, obviously uh, plumbers. Um, you would see some good and some not so good, I guess, in terms of how yeah, people yeah. run their business. Uh, yeah. You know, what, what, uh, what's your take on how to run the perfect plumbing business, mate? We'll, we'll sell this episode, so I'll, I'll cut you on the royalties, <laughs> Gary. But yeah, uh, <laughs> what, makes it, what makes a great plumbing business in your opinion? Oh, it, definitely tricky. Um, it's it's probably not as easy as what people see it is. I know I know you see a lot of people, as you guys would see, that that have done their apprenticeship and done their, their maybe their, their six weeks of TAFE afterwards, and go, all right, I'm going out of myself. I'm going, I want to be a trader. I'm going to run my own business. And then they they get to that point where uh, someone hasn't paid them, and cash flow becomes an issue, and being able to get the right credit limits. Um, mm. I guess from my point of view, the the guys that keep it simple and just go up in steps gradually are usually the guys that, that make it. Um, you see it all too often that the the apprentice comes out, he does a couple of years extra and he wants to be the boss. So what's he do? He goes and he opens his own business. He gets the it's fully sign written. He's got the 22-inch mags. Um, and just gets himself in so much debt mm. before they've even established a really good uh, business following or business um, plan. Mm. So I guess it's all in the planning and just taking little steps. And um, if you do that, there's there's really no way, apart from like your own way, that you could fail. It's just a matter of how big you want to take it and having a plan. There's no point doing it if you don't have a plan. Um, I guess the other the other thing I've, I've noticed with a lot of the successful guys is they um, having that balance at work and social life and work life balance is important. Um, I know that yeah, there's a lot of guys that are up at five o'clock in the morning um, first on site and then they're the last to leave and then they get home and they see their wife and kids or they see the girlfriend for twenty minutes and they're back in the office in front of the computer doing all the invoices for that day. So yeah, it's um, it's really important that you have that balance and it, otherwise you just get burnt out um, and that, that's no good for anyone. So You're singing our um, tune, Gary. I, I think we should be paying you here. <laughs> well, I'm on royalties, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you how much the royalties were, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big problem in, in the industry and, and you are in a position where you would get to see that quite a bit. I can imagine that... Um, Sometimes the writing's on the wall and you can see it coming long before the tradies do. That must be hard um, when you're so involved in their day-to-day life to have to step back at times and just, I guess, what sort of support can you offer them? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's hard for us because we, we don't offer a support to them. We're, mm. we're there to, to help them with their supplies during the day or, or um, help them grow their business where we can. But as far as that next-level support, um, like financial support, uh, just even a bit of mentoring or coaching. There's mm. there's nothing to really provide um, apart from, I guess, um, giving them lessons on what we've seen previous yes. and how it hasn't worked. Um, mm. But I guess once once the guys get it, they're, they're, you hope that they're in the right spot. And, and a lot of the times it's hard for the tradie, especially the plumber and the sparky, mm. They're the last on site. Yes. Yeah. The very first on site. So it's all good when the builder's got plenty of money or yes. the client's got plenty of money. But then to come back and actually finish the job and get paid, mm. um, 
usually they, you look at sparkies and plumbers, you, they're usually the last ones there. So mm. yep. they do. And sometimes it's through no fault of their own that they get burnt. Mm. Um, yeah. Developers going over, builders going over, just unforeseen stuff. Mm. Um, probably the other thing, I, I, which I didn't mention before, was under under um, underquoting themselves. Mm. Like they don't, probably don't put enough value on on their time. Yes. Um, and then they get to the end of the job and they, they look back at it properly and go, geez, I didn't make any money for that job, but I was there <laughs> the, the last six weeks. So, yeah, it, um, yeah, definitely a lot of lessons can be learned in those early years. And I think if you get those early years right and you've, you've got a, a good plan in place and you're thinking about the future, um, yeah, you, you're more likely to, to succeed. So, Gary, I think we need to offer you a job. He's already got one. Yeah, well, no, I think he could be working with us. <laughs> That's probably well, why he's got this one. No doubt you guys can help a lot of our a lot of our customers. Um, and there's a, how many tradies out there? How many yeah. SMEs in Australia that yeah run through these struggles daily? Yep, um, far too many. That just maybe too 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 afraid or too proud to to mm. ask the question. So yeah. um, there's plenty of support out there. So. And it's it's hard to um, I think in a, in those SMEs, the small to medium enterprises, you know, anywhere from zero to to ten or fifteen or even twenty techs on the road, you're still a essentially a sole operator and mm. and tend to be a little isolated, which is you know one of the big uh, motivations for Coxie and I with the podcast and tradies in business and the trade desk and everything is to try and bring more tradies together and get them swapping notes and finding out what other blokes and, and Sheila's uh, women are doing. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess in terms of communication, what are some of the things that, that Samios have in place, I suppose, to help your customers, Gary, you know, because obviously better customers means better things for the Samios business. Um, yeah. What do you guys offer other than plumbing supplies? Um. At this stage, probably not a lot as far as external offers. Um, but I guess the, the network that we've got with the other wider group and the other businesses, we can mm. get our hands on pretty much anything. Mm. Um, so whether that is electrical, appliances, security lighting, light fittings, from the wider group, there's a fair bit that we do. Yep. Um, but probably where I want to see the company going and and my driving things are, is helping these guys. Mm. Um, we can't just be the guy that sells them plumbing supplies. We've got to be the guy that can then offer them a bit more of a service than that and, and really help them grow their business because that's really what we want to see. Mm. Um, so I guess teaming up with guys like you, um, getting our website right. Um, we're in the process now of developing our website um, so it can talk to SimPro. And stuff like that so it's all linked in the background that's um, great awesome so we're, we're a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to our website but we've we've just invested heavily um at head office here to into the digital side and marketing mm-hmm. um I, I know how yeah you, you look back even five or ten years ago and and um we used to ring up to order a pizza or i used to go into the <laughs> bank to, um, to do your banking now you just you don't know when you're like Pizza's on apps, phones are on apps, everything's going to that digital digital yeah. way. So we've got to be, try and stay in front of the game, especially when it comes to these uh, tradies yep. and, and realise that our, our digital offering wasn't that really good. 
Mm. Um, so we've got a lot of lot of measures in place now to, to really ramp that up. So and hopefully that helps these guys as well because they can get that information on the go while they're while they're out doing other things. So really important to have it at your fingertips to make yourself user friendly, isn't it? But I guess yeah, that brings definitely. me to my next question: is you know, in fourteen years, you must have seen some fantastic changes in what you do. Yeah, I guess um, there's been a, a massive amount of changes, even just with um emails probably emails has been the biggest one mm. um remember when we first started my boss was telling me a story that he used to go when he was a sales rep he used to go to the customer's house on the on the monday and get all the orders for the week where now we pretty much you have customers texting you an yeah. order or uh, or sending you an, an email at night yes. um so we've had to change, I guess the industry's had to change a lot of the way we do things. It's it's not like that anymore where you had to had to wait for a fax. Um, <laughs> and then it didn't come through, so we've got to do it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. stop at a pay phone and, yeah. and ring the office mm-hmm. um, with an order. It's uh it's really changed. And that's only that's probably in twenty five years. So yeah. what what we've done in the last 10 or, or 14 years it's just been phenomenal so and it's not going to get any better it's um it's going to keep going it's all about speed now so mm. um so in your position gary do you find it hard to stay on top of these changes to be looking forward and planning for what you think the future is going to look like yeah uh, that's probably the my biggest challenge in taking this role is all about planning mm. and, and looking at semios and looking at the industry i guess and where we are now and what that looks like in in 12 months time let alone five years time mm. um so i just yeah probably investing in what we've done with the digital and marketing guys that'll definitely help me mm. um and help us as a group but yeah it, it changes every day like it's 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 crazy how much it does change mm. how would um, you how would you uh, describe the state of the the plumbing industry in particular? Because that's obviously uh, the focus. Um, well, maybe not, mate, with the electrical. But um, let's make it broader. What about the trades? Like, there's there's a lot of stuff in the media. Some positive, some not so, and and depends who you talk to as to you know what the state of trades are in Australia as far as skills shortages and labour rates and business conditions and all that sort of stuff. I mean, what are you seeing from your position? Um, I think it's, it's getting harder and harder to find good quality tradespeople. I think if, if you look at it, if you just say you went back 20 years ago, it was an actual, I guess, trade. Mm. Um, guys really did every, every part of it. Um, now, I think a lot of it, it does get rushed through because guys are just looking for cheap labour. Yes. So how do I get cheap labour? I'll put on a first-year apprentice and, and I'll work him into the ground without showing him the, the right ways to do things. Mm. Uh, not saying that everyone has, but I think that's a, might be a bit of the mentality within the media that bashes the tradies up a little bit. Um, is that, that it's just not enough trade focus anymore? Um, and even just with technology, like the, there was a time where you, you couldn't crimp copper. It had to be all braised. Now, uh, there's, there's no art to bending copper or crimping copper, uh, to brazing copper. It's just use a crimping tool and it's, it's done for you. Yeah. Um, so I guess technology does change things a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just making sure that guys are, are doing their trade properly and really getting every bit out of it. So um, It's certainly a hard thing to monitor. I know there's... Um 
My husband, the builder, he sits on a couple of government committees talking about how we can improve the skill sets of the tradies that are coming through. And that's in all trades. It's not specific to one or the other. And my dad's a plasterer, even looking at how his job's changed over, you know, the 40-odd years of his career. Once upon a time, the plasterer did everything. Nowadays, you've got fixers and setters and sanders and there's somebody for each task. So it does create, you know, it might create more jobs, I suppose, in that there are different crews to come in to do different parts of the work. But the skill set just doesn't appear to be there the way that it used to be there. And it does create a lot of problem for business. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're finding too is with the next generation of kids that are coming through, they want everything now. They're they're so used to having everything now. So having to do, having to wait wait or go through a four-year apprenticeship to come out of it with a a qualification, Mm. I think it might be a bit off-putting to a lot of of kids now that are coming through. Definitely. Um, So, yeah, I think that's definitely a bit of a shift as well. So if uh, if you were running a, a trade business, Gary, what's some of the? Let's say you you um you know lost your mind and left your role as the general manager of Semios, yeah. Uh, but you know you took over a trade business, plumbing business, or, or could be any trade business. What's some of the first things you'd be looking at to make sure they're in place, and and what changes might you be uh, implementing? Uh, well, I guess first thing you you want to make sure you got a plan. Um, that's the biggest thing you'll ever need is, is having a plan and sticking to it and setting yourself little goals to achieve. And they don't have to be massive goals. I don't want to be the, the biggest plumber in the next 12 months. Um, it's, it's gradual steps and keeping it simple. Um, yeah, you see it so often that the guys come in and they want to change the world in, in six months and they, they haven't even thought about how they're going to do it. It's, it's just bang, bang, it's so reactive. So yeah. Um, having a plan, keeping it simple, keep that culture. You've got to be in touch with your employees so you don't want to lose contact of that and lose focus on on how you see your business and how you want it run. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, if you if you can keep on top of those things, have your plan and stick to your structures and your culture, um, yeah, the, it should hopefully just keep going for you. Yeah, cool, mate. Um, and so a uh, question I like to ask guests, Gary, is uh, put you on the spot a bit, mate. <laughs> but if you had a 1,000 tradies um, in a room or as I've been saying lately, it's like it should be if you had a 1,000 tradies on a webinar or something, uh, yeah. what's, what's one piece of advice you would really like them to take on board? Um, it's a tough question, actually. It's a big uh, question. First piece of advice I'd say is shop with Samios. <laughs> I love it. But, nice, but mate. Ever the salesman. If we got a thousand of them in a room and they all started shopping with us, so that'd be good. <laughs> um, no, probably just to plan. Like I'll, I'll always come back to it now because it's just opened my eyes massively the last six months. And even looking back on how I ran my branch, I was so reactive and you just you're just changing every day and, there was no real plan of what, what, what I wanted the, the Toowoomba store to look like in, in 12 months or two years or three years because I was just so reactive to everything. Whereas you've got to remove yourself out of it, mm. sit down, have a, have a good look at it as a business owner and go, all right, how am I going to, what do I want to be in three years' time? How, how many hours do I want to be working in three years' time? And then work your way back from that. Um, so I guess, yeah, the, the biggest thing I'd, I'd preach any message to any trade is, is plan. Um, and stick to, stick to what your goals are, and um, yeah, I guess be careful out there with with 
hard times comes a lot of um, a lot of people falling over, and it, generally it's not not the plumbers or the sparkies' fault or the tradies' fault. It's it's those higher up. So um, that would be my advice. So you talk about hard times, Gary. Uh, I was I was going to ask you what the future looks like um, for the industry and maybe for Samios as well. You know what what sort of exciting things uh, are you and the team working on? Yeah, I guess um, for us as Samios, um, I guess the exciting t- exciting thing is we we only make up probably five to eight percent of the whole market. Um, while we've still got thirty one branches and with a the the biggest privately owned plumbing wholesaler in the country. Uh, we've got a couple of big fish above us. So uh, within recent trade link, we've got seem to have stores on every corner. <laughs> um, so we do we do compete with those. But I guess the exciting thing for us is, yeah, we're out, we only make up such a small percentage of the market. Um, we've, we, we're really working hard on our digital um, presence, which I've mentioned before, and social media and that sort of stuff and trying to engage with with mm. plumbers on that level mm. um and for me i guess the opportunity to grow so that if i wanted to to make semios 100 branches or, or 40 branches i guess that that's my decision so i guess the challenge for me is is doing these plans and having my strategic plan worked out for what i want to achieve and then again making it happen um but yeah i guess it's exciting for us um mm. We've got uh, a real focus on our showrooms as well. I think um, depending on what happens with the government, but whether a lot of spending might might slow down on new houses. Um, so I think we'll see a shift to a lot of renovations. Mm. Um, and so we've got a, a bit of a focus at the moment on our, on our showroom strategy and, and how we can really push our retail offering because um, it's not something we've really promoted or done well previously. Mm. Um, so I've employed a, a, a new person in the business to really drive that for us. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty exciting times ahead for us. There's a big, bright future ahead for you, Gary, in Semios. Mm-hmm. Definitely. If, if it doesn't work out here, if I don't make my six-month and <laughs> one-week promotion, I, I know I've got a job with you guys. You so. sure do. <laughs> <laughs> you can join the tradies in business team, mate. You've, uh, you've done our job for us today, that's for you sure. Really <laughs> Excellent. Well, mate, it's uh, it's been a fascinating chat. I mean, I've I've seen a number of you Utes getting around uh, in my travels around Southern Queensland, uh, and I've I've known of the brand for a few years, but didn't really know anything about it. And it's always great to see a, a privately owned company, a family business, basically um, kicking some big goals, mate. So, uh, and I know you you're a part of that team. You've been there. You're basically part of the family, mate. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part of the family, part of the furniture. But um, yeah, been a great chat, mate. Thanks for for sharing the insights. And uh, and I suppose uh, we should ask you the election question, mate. Who's going to win? Oh, <laughs> Labor. Who who do you wish would win? Oh, I don't think it really matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, was that was a well very done. diplomatic political answer, <laughs> yeah, mate. It's all good fun, I guess, isn't it? Have you been interviewed on the ABC before, mate? <laughs> no, mate. It's actually first interview. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you are. I look back in 30 years' time and I'll, I'll put my first interview down to you guys. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always remember Pop the first, Jerry. mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. We know you're a busy man. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, seeing more cool stuff from, from yourself and the team, mate. No worries at all. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Brilliant. Gary. Cheers, Gary. See ya.
So there you go. Um, you might hear more from Gary if he accepts the job offer. I hope he does. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. We wouldn't have to work so hard. Gary's the man. Anyway, great chat with Gary from Samios. Uh, as I said in the uh, at the top of the episode, go check them out if you haven't already. Um, we'll be tagging them and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they might be worth a look. I think so. Now, something else that's worth a look oh, as I nice put my segue. as I put my uh, salesy oh. podcasting on. <laughs> In all seriousness, um, Coxie and I have been working very hard over the last six months to put a whole bunch of other content together for you, our fabulous listeners. No doubt Yay. you've been listening to the podcast and hopefully getting value out of it. Um, we love hearing feedback, so give us plenty. But um, we've wrapped together a whole bunch of stuff into what we're calling, very officiously, the Get Off the Tools Guide. And you know what's even better? What? It's free. Yeah. Oh, we're not charging for it. No, sorry. Did I forget to tell you that, Pete? I must have fallen asleep in that meeting. Oops. So, uh, it is a free guide. Um, you get it in your inbox. Uh, so, all you need to do is go to the website, www.tradiesinbusiness.com.au, pop in your email, uh, and basically, we'll send that straight out to you. It's um, nine key steps or something to getting off the tools and into a true trade business. Let's just clarify, nine key steps, not yeah. nine T yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to download a 90-step. No, I'm thinking like everyone's tools. turning off, Warwick. What are we doing here? 90 steps? Only nine. Just nine. Yeah, but it's it's what we believe to be the key things you should put in place um, to get that trade business that you really, really want mm-hmm. and um, stop that gut-busting and money stress that we talk about everywhere. So go to the website, all the Ws, tradiesinbusiness.com.au. There's a pop-up box thingy there or it's down the bottom. Um, You'll find it. You're smart. Yeah. Shove in your email address. And the cool thing about it is we'll pop you that free guide in your inbox. Um, and we'll also keep you up to date with future episodes of the podcast and some other cool stuff that's coming up as well. So um, And there's some really cool stuff coming. Yeah, we're, we're very excited about uh, the next few months. So we're going to be bringing some really great stuff your way. So Can I share a little secret? Hang on, we haven't talked about this. Yeah, I know. Okay, go. Trust. I can always edit. Well, there, there's <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. You'll do that after I leave <laughs> the office. I have the power. So, in just a few short weeks' time, you're going to have the opportunity to catch up with Was and I. Do Ooh. I have to go to that? Oh, yes, I hate you do. Networking. No, it's not networking. Uh, is there beer? There is beer. Ooh, okay. I I'm don't drink beer, beer. But, but I'll go. Anyway. And there's nibbles. <laughs> nibbles. And lots of information. Yeah. And good fun. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're going to make ourselves publicly available. We're going to come out of hiding. (laughs) We're going to have to put clothes on. I'm going to have to wear pumps because you're always shorter than you look on a podcast. Yes, but you're so much taller than me. Mm. Yeah, you make me look very tall. Thanks. (laughs) I won't bring my wife. Uh, (laughs) She'll make us all look short. Yep. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, Make sure you go and uh, pop your name and email in there, grab the guide, and then we can let you know where you can come and and meet us for reals. Totes. Coming to a pub near you. This is getting real loose. (laughs) All right, we should stop. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.